Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Lawrence LeBrock, a widely recognized authority on personal injury law. He is certified by the Supreme Court of New Jersey as a civil trial attorney, as well as an arbitrator and mediator in personal injury law. With nearly 30 years of experience, he is the managing partner of the personal injury department of Garces, Grabler & LeBrock, a leading New Jersey law firm offering a full range of legal services to individuals and businesses throughout New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. He's recovered more than $100 million on behalf of his clients over the course of his career. Lawrence, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Seth. It's a pleasure to be here. It is our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. You had an interesting inspiration to enter the field of law, if I remember correctly. Can you tell us that story? Well, my inspirations for getting into the legal field are, uh, are twofold. I you know, always wanted to help people, and I actually had a career advisor, what we used to call guidance counselors, suggest that I enter the field of law. I actually was studying to be a, a teacher uh, and with a history major and a political science background. And he said that he thought I would be a prime candidate uh, to enter law school. And my, my mom always said I'd be a great lawyer because I always I tried to win every argument I ever had. Well, that's a plus. Um, so that inspired you to go to law school. How did you arrive at personal injury law? Well, personal injury, it started out in the field of actually international business finance. And a good friend of mine got into a, a horrific T-bone automobile accident. And, and he said to me, you know, Lawrence, I know you're smart, but can you handle this case? I said, Joe, I've done personal injury. I can handle this case and there's nothing I can't learn in a book. And fortunately, um, my first trial was for about $485,000. So I took that money, put a down payment on a building, and the rest is history. And I started doing a lot of personal injury work after that occurred. Well, congratulations. Having the first verdict be a successful one obviously got you off to a good start, and you've had an incredible track record since then. How did um, the law firm of Garces, Grabler, and LeBrock come about? Garces, Grabler, and LeBrock started actually... Uh, Will and Bill, my two partners, started back in 1991. I was a partner with another law firm, and Will Garces actually recruited me to join the law firm. It was one of those where I turned him down three times because I already had a partnership, 
And he made me that proverbial offer I couldn't refuse. I brought it to my partners and we all said at the same time, you have to go. I had to go. I came over, joined the firm and completely revamped the personal injury firm and took it from a four, four office firm to now we have 12 offices throughout New Jersey. We have one office in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and then we're going to open up next year in New York as well. What do you think were some, uh, I mean, that's some incredible expansion. What do you think are some of the keys to that success? I think to, the, the keys are threefold here. One is that Will it is Cuban. So he had a great niche in a Hispanic community. Will Garst is my partner, deeply cares about the Hispanic community and providing justice for the people that are injured. When I came on board, my partner, Will Grabler, who is German and Italian, I believe, he was focusing on workers' compensation. And I came in as the personal injury trial guru and really brought in a diverse background of clientele. And now we represent every race, creed, and color there is in the tri-state area. And... In addition to that niche that he had, are all of the additional offices, are they focused on that niche? Are they, I mean, you mentioned every race, creed, and color. So that's not just based on his particular passion for whatever his background might be. Why do you think it's been so, why do you think GGL has been so well received when there are certainly plenty of other PI law firms on the marketplace? What do you think has differentiated you? Well, people choose firms that they know, like, and trust. Uh, I think we are well-known over, well over 50% of our business is actually return clientele or referrals from our client. I think it's our customer service and our attention to detail. Our niche in the market is that we prepare every case for trial. So we maximize the value of every case and we're a litigation law firm. People out there in the community, they really don't know what the value of their case is. I've been doing this now 35 years. I know the value of a case. As you said earlier, I'm an arbitrator for the court. I'm a mediator for the court. So I set the value. We have 2,400 personal injury cases. I set the value on every case. So our trial lawyers know that if they don't get the fair high-end value on a case, it's going to trial. So we maximize the value on every case. 2,400 cases sounds like you would run out of hours in the day. Uh, if I had to try every one of those cases myself, I would. We have a fantastic staff. We have over 30 lawyers here. We have certified trial lawyers. And what a certified trial lawyer is, they're the guys and gals who actually try cases. Less than 1% of the attorneys in New Jersey are certified trial lawyers. So we try cases. Anybody can take on a personal injury case, but it doesn't mean they're certified. I always tell everyone, please get an expert. If it's a criminal case, find a certified criminal lawyer. If it's matrimonial, find a certified family lawyer. If it's workers' comp, find a certified comp lawyer. If it's personal injury, a certified civil litigator. How do you manage such a spread out team over all of your different locations? That can be challenging. What we do is we set standards and we have systemized operations and procedures. Uh, so every case is worked up properly. Everybody knows how a case is expected to be geared up for trial. 
And the customer service is so important throughout the firm. In this firm, we actually contact, every attorney has to contact and speak with email or text, at least 10 clients every day. No one attorney has more than 140 clients. So every month they're in complete contact with their, their clients so they get to know the clients because the most important thing in a maximizing a personal injury case is the skill of the attorney and the contact with the client because you get to know the client, you understand the client and you can empathize with that client and present it to the defense. You mentioned client service, customer service being a differentiator, and I think you just pointed out one example there in terms of the regular communication. Why do you think so many other law firms drop the ball in that department where the clients might go months without hearing from their attorney? I, I think it's the mindset. Attorneys think they're doing a good job when they make a, ni a nice recovery. That's just part of it. People are more concerned with how you make them feel than what you do. And we want, to, we want to have the highest verdict possible, the highest settlement possible, but we want the client experience to be exceptional. But I think it really goes back, Seth, to the mindset of the attorney. They're more concerned about dotting the I's and crossing the T's and, and worried about the case. And they're not really worried about the client as much as they are just the case. How has the pandemic over the last few years affected the way you do business? It's actually improved the way we do business because now a lot of things are done over video. For example, I, I have a very high case count. So I lived in the courtroom. Every Monday I was on a trial call. It could have been in various counties throughout the state, but every Monday I was somewhere. And then depositions had to be done in person. Now you can do a deposition from your desk. So it makes it much more efficient a lot of motions that we always had to go to court. Every other Friday, motions are decided. What motions are is those are the rules and the decisions made behind the scenes that no clients ever know about. But you'd have to spend every other Friday in court all day arguing these motions. Now it's all done virtually. So it has really improved the practice of law. How are, I mean, we talk about, um, shortage of qualified people for the jobs that are available. How are you um, recruiting and managing talent um, in the great resignation, so to speak? Yeah, during the great resignation, that is a challenge everybody's facing. I know some firms have gone virtual. They've gone to offshore paralegals and offshore intake centers. Everything we do is in-house. So we don't have any offshore uh, people working for us at this time. And I think it's really, it's marketing. It, you, we have a great firm. We have a, it's a great place to work. We pay very well, but people have to know that. So when you're putting out an ad for a position, you have to sell the firm on how we have four different outings every year for the entire firm. We go to a baseball game. We're going bowling. We have a picnic. We have a huge, it, it, our end of the year party is like a wedding reception. It's incredible. Um, we have a big breakfast meeting for the whole firm, our kickoff meeting. So there's a lot of culture building and people want to come to this firm because our reputation is GGL wins. And we are a law firm that fights for the clients and we want to win and maximize the value. So we'll get the guys and gals that want to work hard, that have a little bit of a mission 
They want to maximize the value. They want to try cases because there's a lot of business models out there and personal injury firms where they don't try cases because it costs too much money and it's too much work to prepare a case for trial. So they'll sometimes undersettle cases. We don't do that. Every attorney knows they walk in, grounds for termination, undersettle a case, you'll lose your job. If you lose a trial, that's okay. We all lose trials. Anybody who says they don't lose a trial hasn't tried enough cases because we're all going to lose them in the long run. But there's no reason to ever undersettle a case unless we're forced to by the client because they want to take the money. You've recovered person, personally over $100 million and the firm has recovered over a billion. How do you work with the clients when that settlement or that victory finally comes? How do you um, work with them to make sure that they know what to do with that money? Because some of them probably have never seen a check like that before. Yes, we, we've had the instances where there's a lot of money. One case of $7.8 million is a lot of money to put into somebody's hand, 3.1. These are just personal things. In, in the last couple of years, I've had 2 million, 1.7. And what you do is you set them up with a financial planner. They don't have to use that financial planner where you can set up a structured settlement where it's almost like an annuity, where they can take out X amount of dollars every year for as many years or the length of time that they want to. So we really try to talk to people about how to use the money because the statistics are that most people will run through the money within two years, no matter how much money they get. You've achieved so much success for your firm and for your clients. What's your biggest challenge now? Uh, I think the biggest challenge is, is future growth. Uh, we've expanded throughout most of New Jersey. Uh, we're in Philadelphia, as I said. We're going to go. We're going into New York, and then it's to take it nationwide. And it's not to go in like some firms have a business model where they go into every state and they want to take that state over. What we want to do is we want to market in every state and build relationships with top firms in other states to refer them cases and have them refer their cases in the tri-state area. That's the biggest challenge now. You know, we have a referral department and um, we're really working hard to go nationwide. Well, congratulations on that in advance. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? I feel like I'm on the side of the angels and that sounds cliche, but I'm helping people that were hurt. You know, I was just talking to a, a new intern here and, and an associate about one client, not my biggest verdict. It was high six figures, but it was a case where the woman was so seriously injured, it, her face was gone. She was a beautiful 19-year-old woman whose face was destroyed in an auto accident. She was hit by a person with a $15,000 insurance policy. And I was lucky enough and experienced enough to find homeowner's policies where this underage kid was drinking that I could tap into. I tapped into the vehicle that she was in policy, and we ended up getting her a lot of money. And the respect I had for this young woman and the passion I had fighting for her is because she never quit. She had these horrific injuries, fractured pelvis, fractured femur. Her face was gone, but yet she still managed to have her mother push her through uh, nursing school in a wheelchair. She never missed a beat. I, I would do anything for that young lady because the heart as she showed. So yes, am I very passionate about people that are injured and wrong? Absolutely. Because you have million, you have billion dollar insurance companies 
conglomerates who never want to pay out on a claim. They're very happy to take in the premiums, but they don't ever want to pay out on a claim. And if anybody thinks the insurance company is on their side, they are not. They're on the side of their stockholders. That's all they care about. For our folks watching or listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you and all things GGL? Well, we actually have a podcast. You can always go to our website, but we also have a podcast called Victims to Victory, a personal injury playbook. And we are interviewing some of the best uh, surgeons in the personal injury realm. They've, they've worked for their team physicians for various, the Dolphins, the Texans. We have a lot of team physicians coming on board and we have some of the masterminds in the legal industry that can talk about how they develop law firms, what to look for in a law firm, how important the culture is, how to choose a lawyer. Because I have people call me up all the time. I'm not happy with my attorney. And first thing I'll ask them is, who's your attorney? If they're with a good attorney, I will say, that's a very good lawyer. And I will call that attorney and say, stay there. And a biggest problem, like you said earlier, Seth, is do you know what's the problem? Lack of communication with the client. And that is the biggest or number one problem that any attorney has with the people that they represent is the lack of empathy and communication. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. Anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you yet? Uh, no, Seth, I think we've covered it all. But it, yes, you really want to interview your attorney. You want to make sure that that attorney is passionate and does have a goal. Someone who is focused at maximizing the value, and you will know. Somebody who's promising you the world is probably a mistake. Look up their credentials. Find out who they are. Please look for a certified lawyer in your particular field. If it's personal injury, please find a certified trial lawyer. Then you'll know that man or woman is trying cases and has been recommended by the lawyers, the bar association in that particular state to represent uh, clients. All right. This has been Seth Green with Lawrence LeBronc from GarcisGrabler.com. GarcisGrabler LeBronc. Lawrence, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Seth. Have a great day. Thank you, everybody. We'll put a link to Victim to Victory podcast in the show notes, and we will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.